0: we are naturally afraid of death. It's part of what our culture is. I think we're equally afraid of our own aliveness. And so to feel yourself coming alive in this workout can
1: either be suffering or joy. Everybody, welcome back to the mental purpose podcast. Check it out today. Got a regular my good friend, mentor, just all around man on purpose, Philip Shepard, he's back because he's got a new book. And I was so excited to dive into this with him. Before I give you, for those of you that don't know Philip Shepard, his bio and some information about him, let's go over some, some, some stuff we need to get done real quick. If you haven't already, make sure that you join the man on purpose community on Facebook. The man on purpose community, it's easy, it's free. Now, You ask me, why should I do that? Right now, why should I go to the Mental Purpose community on Facebook and join? I'll tell you. So a couple different reasons. One is if you are struggling with a vision for your life, if you see something as possible, yet you don't know how to get it, that reason. If you don't understand why you're here on this planet, if you have been struggling with the fact that you're a high-performance person, a high-performance man, You got the bank account and the Facebook profile and the house and the cars to back it up. But every day you sit at your job going, man, is this it? Is this really all there is to life? Like I can't believe I'm spending my time doing this. And yeah, you're happy about providing for your family, but man, are you confused and in resistance? It's for you. If you're looking for a community of people like-minded individuals that you know, you want to be in an ecosystem with other dudes thinking like you, thinking, man, there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more purpose to life for you. If you don't understand your purpose here on this planet, if you don't understand why you're really here and the impact that you actually want to make through your mission, it's for you. I could go on, I could keep going on. But a lot of people ask me, like, what's the community about? What do you guys do? Are you coaching? Are you doing this? Look, Aaron and I are professional coaches. That's what we do for a living. That's what we do as a movement and a mission in life. And yeah, we make a living from that. And that's our purpose. However, it supports our bigger mission, our bigger personal missions. Doing that supports you, which supports our mission, right? So in this, yeah, we have things that we can offer. We have ways, we have content, we have strategies, we have exercises. We have a ton of stuff that we can offer and help you with. You just have to take action and join the free community. That's it. We're over 300 people now. By the time this comes out, probably 350 people, maybe more. We're going for 1,000 people as our next phase because we want to help the most amount of men. One of our missions is to help 10,000 men with our five E's. You know what the five E's are, right? Empowerment, enrichment, evolvement, elevation, education. I mean, those are the things that we are dedicated to. Right? so If you haven't joined it, join it. If you have joined it and you're not participating, participate. Drop something in there. Just drop a, hey, what's up, guys? I just want to know who else is an engineer, who else is a teacher, who else is a real estate agent or a business owner or who wants to be a business owner. The more you share, the more you help. I promise. The more you share, the more you help. You just don't know what your level of impact could be today for somebody inside this ecosystem when you share maybe vulnerably what you're going through or just ask a question that maybe somebody else is thinking, but they're scared to ask. I can tell you right now that in every mastermind group I've been in, in my beginning stages that I was in, in my beginning stages, I was afraid to speak up because I didn't want to be the only guy that looked like he had problems. I promise you. I felt like the loser. I felt like the weak one. I felt like the guy was always getting vulnerable. And why aren't these other guys having the problems I do? They seem to just do business, make money, have good relationships. But that wasn't true. They were all of them had problems. You know how I knew that? When one of them broke the code of silence or cone of silence, whatever it is. And spoke up and said, hey, guys, I want to talk to you about my marriage. I don't want to talk about units or volume or sales or money or investments or anything today. I want to talk about the fact that I'm having trouble in my marriage. And holy shit, that opened up. And all of us were like, wow, we have challenges too. And man, that taught me that sharing was powerful as hell. And through all my coaches training, through all the personal development that I do, that is what I focus on is sharing vulnerably and openly with people. Because when I share my story what I've been through and how I've gotten myself into a different spot or a different result that helps people. And that's a part of my mission and my purpose here on this planet. So whatever we can do to help and support you, please ask. That's why we're here. And if you don't know your mission, you don't know your purpose, you're struggling with your vision. You're having challenges with your marriage, your relationships. You're having issues with your business. You're having issues with your own identity. We got you. We got you. All right. Clear. Clear. Get over there right now, the Mental Purpose uh, community on Facebook. Join it. It's easy. You've got to put your email address in because we want to let you know about things going on in the Mental Purpose world, like this podcast and different little things that we've got going on, like our retreats and things that are available for you to do whatever you need to do with them. Use them however you need to. They're tools for you. So put your email address in. Let's go. Join the community. Thousand members by the end of the year. That's our goal. Okay. So, my guest today, Philip Shepard, you know, he's a regular on the show. Philip's just, just, an, just an absolutely 100% incredible guy. He's got a new book out called Deep Fitness, and it's not what I thought it was. Now, he sent me the book, and I've been reading it very slowly, but I actually stayed true to my commitment, which was don't read ahead, don't flip ahead. <laughs> like, I'm, I missed the entire, all the workouts and all the stuff on the back end. But anyway, this book is about working out. It's about presence in working out, just like Philip teaches. But let me give you a little bit of information about Philip for those of you that don't know him. So, Philip is one of the leaders in the global embodiment movement. He's written uh, two books. And then, obviously, the third one, uh, Deep Fitness. Uh, his two books are Radical Wholeness, which is one of my absolute favorite books of all time. It was a game changer for me. Radical Wholeness. Get it on Audible. He reads to you, it's very melodic and it's like, it it will just put you into a trance where transformation is like really present. That's what it did for me. Um, His other book is called new self, new world. And he's just a, he's just an amazing guy. Um, And you know, global embodiment and wholeness, like he is, he's the expert. He's developed over a hundred original practices to keep people or to help people overcome the deeply encoded habits of disembodiment, which our culture is steeped in, I mean, society and school. They push that on us. They pressure that on us. It's it, the work is known as the embodiment, the embodiment presence process. But Peter P- P- Philip is a. I was just reading below. Philip is just a. He's just such a stand-up guy and a man on purpose, and like I said, a global leader of the embodiment and wholeness movement breath work, and, and, and failure, and we're going to talk about mindful strength training to failure, which is his practice. We're going to talk about so many different things. Um, one of the things that I brought up in this was suffering, and I just wanted to get his take, the muscles actually suffering. Yesterday, I recorded with um, Akshay from Fearvana, and we talked about suffering to growth, suffer to grow, suffer to rise up. I wanted to get uh, Peter. Why do I keep saying Peter? I wanted to get Phillip's uh, take on that. So we do in this and we talk about working out and we talk about muscle growth. And we talk about the importance of that to the body. and We talk about other stipulations or connotations of, of working out of that society has or the school put on us or whatever. And it's just a really brilliant conversation as they all are. So I know I've taken up way too much time right now <laughs> with, with my intro. So look, the book is called Deep Fitness, not deep work, as I say in the beginning. Uh, it's called Deep Fitness. You're going to love it. It's a really cool and interesting way of looking at a concept that maybe you've never looked at from this point of view. It's about being present. It's about wholeness. It's about embodying fullness. And I think you're going to love this episode. So appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy. All right. Round three, Philip Shepard, round three. Here we go. <laughs> you have been, uh, 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 become a, a great known mentor and friend to me, a mentor and friend to the podcast. I support everything you do. You're an expert in wholeness and, and, you know, somebody I look up to very much in the personal development space. And now you're back because you got a new book that I am slowly getting through. <laughs> Only because it's so deep, and it's, and I'm just not a fast reader. Just to the audience, I'm not a fast reader, and so I'm going to do the audiobook. I'm going to stop torturing myself and just go <laughs> to the audiobook. <laughs> yeah, and I get. I mean, I get. I get that it's it's a bit of a slow read, uh, like
0: my other books. This one, which I co-wrote with Andrey Yakovenko, is challenging things we have accepted yeah. as as evident truths and though <clears throat> so to to hold up and examine something that is obvious and show that in fact it's erroneous
1: it takes you know it takes some patience and some thoughtfulness sure. well to be clear i'm a slow reader in general and the concepts of this book had me so intrigued that i found myself i was telling you before we started recording i was i found myself going and doing research because i just wanted more of an understanding about these concepts that you present that I thought were just the way it is, but I never, I never figured that it wasn't the way that it is. (laughs) It's, It's a newer concept. So now my curiosity was running wild and I was putting the book down and going to Google and just starting to research different things because you brought that up in my brain. So that's why it's been slower for me besides the fact that I'm just a slow reader. Yeah, <laughs> I can crank through an audio book at, at two times or two X, but I am probably minus ten X when I'm actually reading it. Got it. So let's talk about that today because you you've been a part of this this community, the Mental Own Purpose community on Facebook, and done stuff in there, and um, and I know so many guys have gotten stuff out of it. But this deep work book and concept, like, let's just let's just dive into that. Like why, why did you? Why does this need to happen? Why did this concept come up and and hold a space so hard, so deep in your life that you said, you know what, we have to, we have to get something out here. Like we have to do the research and we have to put this together. Um, I should say first, the book is called Deep Fitness. I'm sorry, Deep and... Fitness, not Deep Work. Yeah, no, it's okay, it's okay. Um, yeah, I can, I keep thinking Deep Work because the work that you do is so deep. And... Fitness. You know, good. maybe maybe we should
0: have called it deep work. I don't know. Anyway, it, that's done. It's called deep fitness. Um, I was introduced to this modality of training by um, the co-author of the book, Andre Akovenko, who has a, a gym in my hometown. And, you know, one of the things that distinguishes it, it's a workout with machines in his gym, that it, and, and the workout is very, very slow so you're 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 just lifting the weight slowly and letting it down slowly i mean the the protocol i'm following now is actually you lower the weight for 30 seconds 30 seconds is a long time and then you lift it for 30 seconds and then you lower it another 30 seconds and by then you should come to momentary failure um but if you don't you, you keep lifting it until you fail so there is a mindful quality to that very slow workout where you can be present with the whole of your being to what has happened and feel everything and he was into mindfulness and a friend a mutual friend of ours said oh well if you're into mindfulness you should get in touch with philip shepherd so i got an email from him saying you know i have a gym with a certain workout i'd love to show it to you and <clears throat> I'm up for anything. Um, I've never, never felt a deep affinity for gyms. Um, always worked out my whole life in different ways, but just, just being inside on a machine. It's never, I've never got it. It's never, um, but you know, so I, I go in for the workout and doing this workout, I was more alive than I'd been for weeks. Um, just, you know, my whole body trembling and awake, and it just felt wonderful. And he said, well, you can come back if you want. So I, I came back um, over and over, and my body changed so significantly, and my life changed, and the workout only takes half an hour, once or at most twice a week and i mean when there's something like that that has such an impact on your health with such a small time commitment y- people need to know
1: about it you know when i first saw the name deep fitness like when i when you sent me the book i thought it's a brain workout it's got to be knowing you it's a it's a brain mind body connection workout but having to do with the brain or the conscious and unconscious <clears throat> minds working out or something like that and to to, to understand this concept of it's like working out in the present moment and not or like, you know, there's a lot of people that we see on the cell phones in the gym and talking to other people and they go to the gym for more of a social aspect, which is fine. I told you before, I like wearing a mask because I don't have to look at anybody or I can look at them, but I don't have to smile and I don't make conversation because my face doesn't look like I want to make conversation. So when I'm at the gym, I get to be alone. And that's actually kind of scary. And I was talking to someone this morning about being alone in a group of people and how most of the time we can't deal with that. And I want to get your thoughts on this. We have to be included, welcomed in, a part of, and we make ourselves, we adapt ourselves, we adopt new things to get us into those conversations. And I want to get your take on that because this is, this is actually the way that I'd like to work out in that I like to be by myself and I like to be as present as possible. I put on some really cool like, sound bowls or something in my ears and I, and I want to be more present, but I feel like there's a disconnection between the presence that I want to be and the intensity of my workouts, sweating and grunting and pushing. So this actually now matches up. But Why can't people in general, not saying to everybody, why can't people be alone in a group? And be okay with that in your experience or your opinion
0: yeah i mean in a gym specifically i can talk to that because you are judging others and you feel judged yourself and the workout when you're doing the workout you know there's a part of you that is sort of demonstrating to anyone who's looking how how strong you are and this workout is completely different maybe i should maybe i should set set the parameters of the workout so that so that that's clear um you know you, you get on the machine and you are as present as possible and you you start you know you i don't know if this will make sense but to connect with the machine not from an idea i got to do this from but from this embodied place of being willing to feel my life, however it comes forth. And then you start moving it slowly and it's a, it's enough of a weight that you can feel it. And you just keep moving it slowly, slowly until you literally cannot lift the weight. And then you just hold it until you can't even hold it. And it lowers itself. So you've, you've come to this point of momentary muscle failure, which is such a deep encounter with the self we're told oh don't fail whatever you do don't fail give it a sh- give it your best shot and you'll succeed and and here we are with every single set we are meeting failure and discovering that cusp within ourselves and what does it mean then to be present to failure with the whole of your being and that's very very different from the way we typically go into a gym, which is we sit in our heads. And, you know, the, our relationship to the body is like the relationship of someone riding a donkey. And we beat it to go faster and harder. And and we are in a state of self-conflict. With, with this, uh, we call it mindful strength training to failure. That's what we call our modality, MSTF. With this, you are... You're not apart from the body telling it what to do for its own good, which is sort of our default. You are feeling everything. You are present to this to this weight that you're moving. And the breath, you know, ideally the breath originates deep in the body. And the breath is like a piston moving the weight. So every every cell in your body is releasing to the breath, on the in breath and the out breath and you know once you get to momentary failure you don't need a second or third set and the number of repetitions you do is immaterial what matters is is how long you can you can be holding this load and moving it and then you know you move on to the next machine so so if you if you reach failure within the ideal window of a minute and a half to 2 minutes then you can You can take every muscle in the body to a momentary failure, every major muscle group uh, within half an hour. And then you need three days for the muscle tissue to fully recover.
1: Wow. Wow. I, I would imagine that this is, did you ever think about this before? Did you ever process this in your own working out or were your workouts somewhat like this? And the reason I ask that is because understanding your concepts of wholeness and breath presence, and like, I would feel that a workout and an intense workout with heavy, you know, panting type of breathing, uh, from a lung place, not a pelvic bowl place or not the depth place would be against your philosophy. So your workouts would probably be more of a present moment strength training, in the body, in the breath, out of the head, kind of thing, which this is almost perfect for. You're, you're in it with the machine, almost. Yeah. So
0: so let me let me respond to that because you're raising some interesting things. Um, for instance, when I do push-ups, I could I can feel when I am contracting. When when we it's goes goes back to that alone thing. If I'm if I'm in the doing mode with push-ups, I yeah. feel alone. And when my awareness dilates into the present, I feel held by its companionship. I am not alone. I am in this teeming matrix of life where everything I feel also feels me. And so the, you know, there is that fully present aspect to the push-up that in fact Allows me to go further. I can do more push-ups in that state. It's it's almost like a like a surrender to this deep resource in the body and just allowing it to move through me. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's it, you're not getting through a workout. Yeah. Thinking about the external. Thinking about going home and cooking dinner. I, therefore you're not, you're not alone. You're with you. Yeah.
0: I'm with you're me. And,
1: and, the and the, you know, the floor there is,
0: there is, um, how to say this, this floor that is held me that I've walked on. There is a relationship there and I don't come out of that relationship. I move more deeply into it.
1: Yeah. Um, interesting.
0: Yeah. And, and, You know it's it's that thing of being and doing that we we know how to do in a way that's disconnected from being but what does it mean to allow the doing to be rooted deep within your being so that so that the whole of you is in harmony brought to bear on this task whatever it might be
1: it's interesting that you say that one with the floor i i did um I did your course TEPP the embodiment presence process uh, in I did it at the beginning of this year and I and I went back through all of my notes in around like the beginning of August late July just to see where I've evolved to and the stuff that I had written back in whenever it was February or March when I took it and um and by the way, that was a time where I felt so alone. I was here. I was in L.A. by myself. My family was back in Baltimore, and I knew I needed to come here as like a, um, almost like a retreat at, to be alone, to, to process through that phase of my life being over. The last phase, my realtor phase, my, you know, I needed to be here. It's like a, um, a walkabout. And when I went through that one of the things that I was able to do when I left my house, which was a very emotional time. I mean, much more emotional than I thought it would be leaving this house that Meredith and I, my wife and I had built a rehab. We didn't build the whole thing, but we gut rehab to the studs, this entire house, basement, backyard, front yard, everything, a whole house. And I remember like so emotionally, like Meredith left. It was just me. The whole house was empty. I hope i can keep it together talking about this and i remember like watching my tears fall and hit the floor like i'm on my knees i'm i'm toast right i'm just giving into what's happening in that moment and just being at one with this this space that held space for us for 3 years new people new new people in this world and i and i remember like being so present to my tears leaving my eyes and hitting that floor and then i remember thinking and like saying to the floor and i have this on a video by the way i recorded myself this whole 25 minute episode because i wanted to look back on it and i remember saying to myself like thank you floor for so for holding the couch that supported uh, you know us sitting there when our when our when we were you know, nursing the baby, when my wife was nursing the baby at three o'clock in the morning, thank you for being a place that held our shoes when we, when we would walk outside in the snow to play and, and like just for supporting us as we sat on you, opening Christmas gifts for years for, for, for the three seasons that we were here. So I, I, I now feel even better because I got that level of connection from you to these immaterial things, these things that you take for granted, but they really are so important in your life. Just to be with them, like a floor is an inanimate object, but that floor did so much for me. You think about it. Oh yeah, you know? and, and and here's, I mean, there's a there's
0: a schism in our lives. We are encouraged by our culture to to um, accumulate knowledge, and yeah. and I mean, I, I look around me and I know what everything is. I don't know what the floor is. I know what that tree is. I, I, like, I can name it all. I know, I know what everything is. When I know what everything is, I don't have to feel any of it. Why would I? And so this, you know, we, we live in known relationships where we take everything sort of for granted and don't feel any of it. And this possibility of felt relationships To feel your relationship with with this pen, with this floor, with this book, with this whatever. To feel that relationship, that, that is what brings your life into blossom. It's felt relationship. And we contract from that into this known world and miss
1: the tenderness of which you speak. And you're saying felt relationship in instead of thought relationship right? or instead, instead of known, making up
0: known relationship yeah.
1: versus felt relationship yeah yeah and so the then, feeling <clears throat> in all your work that I've been through is it, it's about connection with that feeling but not the feeling of the result of a thought like anxiety right let's be really clear on that it's not it's not the result of the thought in your feeling it's tapping into the original before the thought feeling about something or just being with something. So this makes, I mean, this makes perfect sense that you would write a book on this type of fitness and activity for your body. I mean, it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, just... I was like a duck to water when I was yeah, involved, yeah. But it's just such, such a deep, easy fit. And like the very first workout I had, was a mindful workout. I don't know how, as you said, I, I don't know how else to do it. And so I was present to it with the whole of my being. And I just lit up like a Christmas tree.
1: Yeah. How does your partner, how did he get into this? What's his, what's the origin story there? I mean, obviously he owns a gym. So he's, he's probably been in the old realm of working out or has he always practiced this?
0: No, he was in the old realm of working out. And he, 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 he realized at a certain age, he was working as a, as a, mining engineer, and he realized he was getting out of shape. And what do you mean I'm getting out of shape? So he started working out and um, was getting stronger and, you know, was suffering these injuries. But but he, he sort of plateaued and wondered what that was about. So he discovered Body by Science, a book by Dr. Doug McGuff, which which is all about high-intensity strength training. And McGuff claimed, you know, in this in in 12 if you give 12 minutes a week you'll get stronger and stronger and and andre said Wait, really let's try this out so we got a group of uh, of guys and and once a week they would train out and and help each other through it and and at the end of a year the difference was phenomenal so then andre started reading more and more about this thing and 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 he was cr- he felt trapped in his job. I mean, he was, every part of his life was successful, uh, you know, with this job. And he didn't have room to breathe in it. So he he handed in a letter of resignation without any kind of plan and um, was researching this form of fitness and went to Zurich to look at Kieser training, which is the largest uh, gym franchise in German-speaking countries there. And came back and opened his own gym based on that model, really.
1: Is there a... It, I have so many questions about it. And, and the thing that pops up while you were saying that was... Is it the relationship with suffering? that Not suffering in terms of our, our English made-up word about suffering... And what we, or like trauma, you know, we, we have this more negative connotation to trauma and suffering, but is it the muscle that we're so used to pumping, which doesn't, it gives the muscle to tear, it gives the muscle to push, but it doesn't leave the muscle in the most uncomfortable and vulnerable position possible for an extended period of time. Is that what we're, and that's, that's what I'm associating with suffering. Is that what we're talking about here? so uh, it's it's it's
0: interesting you choose the word suffering because one common perception when it comes to high intensity strength training is that it is a form of suffering and you know but it's only half an hour once a week you know you can get through it and i have never experienced it as a form of suffering um
1: I mean, at a deeper the... level, as, yeah, like, yeah. But, as, but uh, the uh, being, as the muscle on the muscle level, like maybe our presence, our whole, our our our, our like being isn't suffering. So I'm so get i I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get there. I I hope if yeah. I miss if I miss the mark, <laughs> let me know. Um, we are naturally afraid of death. It's mm-hmm. part of what our culture is i think we're equally afraid of our own aliveness and so to feel yourself coming alive in this workout can either be suffering or joy and 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 as you move into it there is do you know bioenergetics it's a body work modality where you're put into stressful situations and the emotions come. Well, some of that happens because you're wide open. And so yeah. my original, my original experience was one in which, like uh, the frustrations and the anxieties that accumulate, I walked into that first workout just cleared out because I gathered all of that energy and put it to use. So, so. The suffering, I mean, there is there is huge stress to the muscles, and they love it. <laughs> it's 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 known as hormesis. It hormesis is a a stress to the body that um, initiates a positive change. The muscles want to be used. That the body loves to feel itself activated. In that way, but if if you're afraid of your own aliveness, um, you shrink from that, and then you're pushing it despite yourself. You're in you're in this self conflict. Um, yes, there's a vulnerability to coming to the end of a set, and and you can barely lift your arm, um, but there's a such a deep presence to it. There's such an ease to it. There's a moment at the end of a set where, where you finally, the weight comes down and there is this wash of bliss through the body. There's like no desire, no frustration, nothing, just pure being. And that state alone would keep me coming back over and over and over.
1: That's so cool. I'm excited to I'm excited to flip through this book and are the workouts in there?
0: Yeah, so in the book there's a section of workouts you can do on machines like at your local gym. Yeah. And then there's a section of workouts you can do at home with just your body weight and a resistance band. Oh, so beautiful. Okay. Anyone can put this to use immediately just in their living room.
1: Got it was trying not to cheat and go forward, but <laughs> I figured there'd be workouts in there. So I should have just gone. Um, that's cool. I, I, I have realized last year, this time, I was working out very heavy. I was watching my T levels and I was watching intake of nutrients and macro and micro. And I had a trainer um, and I gained a lot of muscle and I got a lot stronger. And I just the same cycle repeated which was okay well now i'm bored it's been 75 90 days you know i don't there's no goal here except to get stronger but that's not as sustainable as if i had a like a real goal obviously to be the healthiest version of me and blah 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 but that's not enough to sustain in all honesty and and like i i talk to a lot of people who call me and say hey man like i'm I'm in major conflict because I thought my mission in life was to provide for my family, but I realized that every time I have the chance to be with my family and spend time with them, I only want to provide, I'm sorry. I say, I want to spend time and be with my family, but really all I, all I do in action is provide. And I say that providing isn't the most important thing, but it turns out that in action it is. So that mission is not sustainable. It's not, it's not adding up. the same thing with me working out and I think probably a lot of people working out is there's there's not a real mission and not a real goal there and I'm just getting bored and so I got bored I got here in January of last of this year gyms were closed so I was doing some push-ups and some pull-ups and some sit-ups and things like that but it it wasn't enough is there a way for someone to really tap into a a mission with this and motivation with this that's bigger than <clears throat> being stronger, working out, being healthier, which are kind of universal concepts. They're not they're not personalized concepts. Yeah, I mean it's
0: it's so such an individual thing, but if you truly want to know yourself, to explore your possibilities, to encounter yourself at the edge which is what this does every single time. If you want to grow in that way, there is no limit um, to what this protocol can bring because every time you meet failure, it is different. And, and, and there's that whole realm of self-honesty. You know, if you're in your head, the head starts spinning stories. Um, Oh, maybe I can do one more. Oh, I I don't know. I think I gotta stop now. I mean, oh okay, go harder. Like full of stories. And and how do you even know when you failed or not? But when you're deep in the body, when you're totally present to it, you are you are it's like boring a well. You're going deeper and deeper into resources you didn't even know were there until you needed them. And and so that dilation, that opening into the self, I am I'm not just more alive doing the workout than at any other time during my week. I am more centered and grounded and awake to the world. And, you know, that's, for me, that's such a personal mission that the exploration it affords. Every every workout really is a spiritual practice. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, don't know. I don't know how else to frame it. And so I am moving more and more deeply into that. Um, every time I go, it, it it's opening my heart, my soul, my body. And there is such a deep abiding joy that, you know, that bliss that comes with it. I, I'm just tugged to come back and boredom. Haven't haven't experienced it yet.
1: <laughs> it's 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 interesting. Where does that where does that reach um when we talk about failure and and understanding or or what you said was how do we know where failure is when we're when we're grunting and pushing ourselves is that from an ego place that we're pushing ourselves for one more just one more just one more rep and is that beneficial in understanding the body's limitations or your own failure limits versus what you're talking about is it yeah obviously this one is much more connected with the body and not on the ego side of like just get it get it there's a qualitative
0: difference between pushing yourself from a place of will and allowing every resource in your being to come forth and move this weight so i mean that sense of allowing allowing this energy to come through me allowing the breath to move it allowing what deep within me knows how to how to how to move it further to just it's like stepping out of the way and letting yeah. that happen and it's I mean it's um it's extreme and I get loud um, um doing it um, and within all that there is you know, the still point at the center of my being, that resting place that is just allowing it, allowing it, not 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 getting in its way, not trying to turn it into a story, just
1: allowing it to happen and feeling it. It's it's, it's, just, it's a totally different thought process around this concept of working out. I, I mean, it's, I love it. I think it's really cool. Can, it, any body, any muscle group? or is it oh, the big yeah. muscle groups any yeah any muscle
0: group yeah i mean i it's it uh, andre at, at his gym new element training has medex machines which we talk about in the book and right. i am convinced there's a medex machine for every muscle in the body there like there's a medex machine to engage the pelvic floor there's a there's a medex machine for a shoulder shrug for a, yeah. you know, for a rotator cuff for, so so you know the major muscles of the body uh, you would do the leg press which which engages you know the glutes the quads the like every everything um, and the chest press and the pull down or the chin up and uh, the the shoulder press lifting up and the row um, and there you've got you've got the major muscle groups right there well as well as there's a there's a, an exercise where you're um pushing the arms open and those, those muscles between the shoulder blades
1: yeah.
0: are engaging and, and they fall asleep with age. So, you know, people with age, they, that, that, that hunch, it's like yeah. there's no strength to support the, the back. And so to, yeah. to, to become aware of those muscles in a new activated way is pretty brilliant.
1: I'm really excited to try this now. I'm really excited, excited to hear how it goes for you. I've got my, uh, I've got the key fob to my gym now in my pocket, which is, by the way, there's no excuse. It's literally across the street from my house. <laughs> literally, it's the neighborhood community gym, right across the street from my house. That's beautiful. Um, so no excuses. And uh, do you can you just do it by yourself? Do you need a partner? I mean, I, I'm thinking like you're using a machine. You're not using free weights, right?
0: Uh, we recommend machines if, if you have access to them. Free weights, if you're going to failure, that can get a little messy. You know, you yeah, get it, it over your thing. head and you hit failure. Ah, <laughs> not so great. Um, but the other thing I might, the other thing I might add um, is just um, one of the things the book overturns is our understanding that. Um, The most important exercise is cardio or or aerobic exercise. And when we exercise, the main effect it has is on conditioning the heart and the lungs. And that, you know, to, to go for a long run is to do the, you know, like the best possible thing for your health. And all of that is false in one way or another. So when we exercise, it's not primarily conditioning the heart and the lungs. The adaptations happening in the body are happening in the muscles. Um, the, the condition that is associated with all the major chronic diseases of civilization is called sarcopenia. And it means a wasting of muscle with age. And that's, you know, there's, there's, some inevitability to that um i just i can't run as fast as i could when i was 25 but i'm not that far off and in some ways i'm stronger now than i was at 25 and and we used to think that muscle had one primary function to move us around muscle has two primary functions and we've only learned about the second one in the last 20 years or so muscle is in effect a hormone factory when muscle works it creates messenger molecules that go through the body and promote health in every single tissue and organ it they improve bone mineral density and the immune system and mental acuity everything is affected by and they're called myokines um and and You know, myokines are a fairly recent discovery. 2003, I think they were discovered. They've now found there are 600 different myokines that go through the body. So so when we say exercise is good for you, we now know why. Because exercise works muscles that promote health through the whole of the body. And the stronger a muscle is, and the more intensely it contracts, the more myokines it makes. And unless you work a muscle to intensity, sarcopenia will continue because the largest, strongest muscles in the body are only engaged when the endurance muscles are fatigued and the intermediate muscles are fatigued, and only then do the large muscles come online. So, unless you're working out intensely, you never activate. Those larger muscles. I mean, you you can you can walk for half an hour every day, and you're and, and you're still losing muscle mass. So, the intensity of the workout not only accelerates um, increasing strength, but it also um, activates the largest muscles to get them stronger and
1: stronger. Got it. Well, oh, that makes perfect sense if you think about it. It, it do. Um... Do you have to do anything or would you recommend anything before or after since this is such a, a present process? I, I mean, you, you know, a, a moment of
0: mindfulness before wouldn't hurt a thing. Yeah. Um, and after, the body needs protein to rebuild the muscles. So yeah. immediately after a workout, it, it's really helpful to that process to, to get some protein protein shake, whatever it might be, but that's what the body needs to, to remodel
1: the muscles. I mean, in terms of, you know, before the workout, kind of get yourself into some kind of, some kind of slower state, like a meditation, a quick meditation or breath work or something. And then afterward, is there anything to just let that, um, I don't know, let that effect that you just experienced, like let that just process and soak in for a second versus roll out of the gym. Obviously it's a different process, but roll out of the gym, jump in the car, get home, get dinner. It's, it's so much more present than that. So you're not, you're not thinking about and processing, Oh my God, I gotta go. I gotta go. I only have 30 minutes. You yeah. Know, you're just with it.
0: For me, it doesn't take conscious effort to, yeah linger in that state it follows me where i go so i mean i finished my workout in the gym i have to take a boat to get to my house and that only ferry only leaves at certain times so i hop oh, yeah. on my bike and ride through rush hour traffic to to get the boat home and my whole body is trembling um you know am i going to be strong enough to apply the brakes that sort of thing and alive to the world and that it just it it follows me there's no escaping it the body has significantly changed and
1: and the body is that state endures that's so great and so 30 minutes a week is the entire body workout
0: yeah and and you can do it once a week and get stronger and stronger you can do it twice a week and and you'll get stronger more quickly but don't do it three times a week because just as important as taking a muscle to failure is the recovery. And if you interrupt the recovery, you'll go backwards. So to, to like, you need three days at least between workouts. So, so at most you'll get, get into workouts a week.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm on it. And I'm going to report back my, uh, I look forward my to my results. It. Yeah. Yeah. And Listen, this is, uh, it, you know, it's always a pleasure to have you on and just to, just to hear you speak about things, even just the way you speak about things. So eloquently, it's so, it's so refreshing, but to know that there's somebody like you out there, not only solidifying these concepts, researching them, getting them into the mainstream, but to guide all of us that are on these journeys as well. And to know that we've got a guide that will never stop thinking about, you know, the way you work out. I appreciate that. And I know this audience appreciates that. So thank you. Thanks for being here and, you know, spending more time with me and, and the mental purpose community. It's uh, It's been a
0: treat and it's, uh, it's such a pleasure sitting around and, and exploring <laughs> this stuff with you. So thank
1: you. I appreciate it. You've definitely opened my eyes to a whole new realm. And that's, I think that's the point is, is exploration of what else is possible. And, and, uh, it's great. I I appreciate you and I appreciate this and I am going to, I'll definitely report back to the community. Um, and, uh, and you with some results that I'm getting from the fitness. Yeah. And, and, and just to say on a closing
0: note, anyone can get stronger, whatever, whatever state you're in, overweight or feeling bad about yourself or depressed you can you can get stronger and when you get stronger you'll feel better
1: and it's such a yeah.
0: simple thing to do
1: yeah uh where can people get the book amazon website. yeah it's
0: uh it's just i mean your local bookstore can get it in it's distributed by uh, penguin random house so it's wherever you live around the world
1: it's available which is really nice is there a deep fitness website
0: Uh, There is Um, deepfitness.life is the website for the book and my website is embodiedpresent.com and do check out Andre's website. It is newelementtraining.com and there's even on on, on Andre's website newelementtraining.com there's a library of videos where every exercise in the book is demonstrated with Andre coaching. Um, and you know, you can, it's, it's like a membership for nine ninety nine a month and you get access to the whole library and a, a zoom call with Andre and me once a month and a bunch of other stuff.
1: Oh, it's perfect. I love that. Yeah, we can about it. Well, thank you my friend for being here i wish you the best in europe and uh keep your mask doubled up if you can you bet i will <laughs> you bet i will all the best and to we'll you. see you when you get back i look forward to it absolutely take good care thank you thank you so much audience thanks for listening we'll catch you on the next one